Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, like always, before I begin, um, I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank my anchor sponsors, Sergio Armenta and Jake. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. Um, and like always, if you want to become a sponsor of the podcast, every little bit helps. Um, even a dollar a month, you know, goes a long way. I um, also want to thank Patty and Golden Dragon for allowing me to record today's episode here at the restaurant. Um, I really appreciate it. Make sure to stop by. They're located, uh, I think it's South 928. They're right across from uh, AutoZone, right next to Batman Stereo. So, yeah, come by and, and try out uh, their food. And uh, last but not least, I want to thank my friends at Redline Studios and Red, Lights, Red Line Scene. Uh, I want to thank them for sponsoring this awesome mic that I'm using today. Um, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Um, so, if I, if I sound a little bit better... Um, it's because of the mic they did. They noted to me. <laughs> I was really surprised. They're really awesome. So yeah, if you're a local band or an artist uh, or just you know guitarist that you want to record something professionally, make sure to contact Redline Studios. Um, they're locally. They're here in the valley. They have a, an awesome studio, and, and you know they're they're all about helping you know local artists you know get their music out there. And 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 even if you're if you want to plan a gig like uh, a con like a mini concert, they have equipment that that they're willing to rent rent out for you guys so yeah make sure to contact uh redline studios and redline scene on instagram and yeah they're pretty really friendly people and and really you know awesome they're like i said they're really into helping out the local local artists um today's guest is a returning guest um he's uh calexico's mayor sir mr bill hodge thank you for being here today oh it's a pleasure thank you jose um and today um kind of wanted to talk talk about uh something major that's happening in the community. Um, and despite the, despite the fact that it's something positive, you know, I went on, on to um, City Hall's Facebook page and uh, read the news, read the post that you guys posted and then read some of the comments, comments and people were still a little bit uh, up in arms in terms of, you know, well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the 8.5 million that, that mm-hmm. the state awarded to right. City Calexico so that we could... Uh, expand um heber park heber park um and like i said um people are, were a little bit up in arms and um even though i sometimes i try to be a little bit positive in terms of you know what the city's doing um you as a council city manager um sometimes it's it's kind of hard to because of the track history calexico has in terms of you know, um, losing money or mm-hmm. or overspending money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of get where where some of the people's comments are coming from. What but, were their concerns? Um, so some of the concerns are uh, when I went down the list. One of them was, uh, you know, yeah, we're getting this money for this awesome park, but yet we have a lot of um, like. Um, still like a lot of work in progress right yes um you know other parks that need a little bit oh absolutely and 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 and, you know i i can't being somebody that works in the public sector you know you kind of know how you know when you get a big chunk of money and and it's gonna be like like this 8.5 million you know it's got to be for this park it has to be so and, and like in education when you get like title one money has to be, you know, specified to a yeah, certain... Yeah, it's restricted. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I know that there's a lot of um, work in progress here in the, in the city. But yet, you know, I know, I understand that that money... People are frustrated and I understand their frustrations. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that, that was one of the concerns where like, you know, we have so-and-so park that needs work, so-and-so park that needs light or is yes. always flooded. Yes, and, yes. 
And well, I'm glad you are bringing that up because I have tried to be a strong advocate about parks in general. I parks are one of the most important amenities in so many ways that signifies the quality of life for our citizens or in any community. Uh, and it's a direct contact to families and children. They use the parks. They, they want to go to the park. And because of that, I had been thinking and I came to a conclusion that I brought up at a city council meeting that even though we still are struggling with our budget, and that's the main reason why things are still at a slow pace, mm -hmm. even though we're making progress, yeah. uh, that we should have a, a five-year or even less in terms of time, a comprehensive action plan on our parks because I don't think that we have anything like that. I know we don't. And administration and council, we're not well-versed or we don't comprehend the specific state of our parks. Uh, some of us know a little more about what's the problem with each park, but overall we still don't. Mm -hmm. So m my suggestion or recommendation to have for discussion and possible action was to create a five-year comprehensive plan. And that would itemize and target and focus on individual parks and what their unique problems were, the areas that they needed improvement in. Mm -hmm. Like you indicated, some parks need better lighting or lighting period. Mm -hmm. Some parks are backed up with water in the field. Mm -hmm. That's an issue that we have ongoing with IID. Uh, some parks uh, don't have playgrounds. Some parks don't have bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, or or pretend otherwise, our parks are not in the best condition. Mm -hmm. They're overdue, greatly overdue for uh, improvement. And so, and we only have one park maintenance uh, hired. Yeah. And uh, maybe we have two. I don't quite remember, but we don't, we need more. That's mm -hmm. for sure. And uh, so because of budget restraints and what we've just turned the corner on as far as getting out of the $4 million deficit, uh, parks have suffered a great deal. And I don't want that any longer. I really want us to have a plan so that when we start getting more surplus, and we will, and uh, we have to be aggressive on grants, 
we can address, we have a plan, we have a map, we have an action plan that we can see specifically what needs to be done for each individual park. And we can go from there with the proper amount of money and, and, fixing up the park and the infrastructure of the park so that it is a better quality for families throughout Calexico. What was some of the criteria that had to be met in order to, to uh, qualify for this, this money that, because we were, we were awarded the highest amount of money that. That's a good question. I don't know all the criteria. I know one area is that you have to be a, low social economic mm-hmm. uh, at a low social economic level yeah that's and one of the main criteria did you know that's one of the reasons why that park specifically was chosen um no i don't and i'm not going to pretend otherwise i do know that we have had our eye on that park for a long time uh, a few years back i even suggested Uh, something along the lines that we are now going to do for the Kieber Park, a recreational center. The armory was torn down, and now with that $8.2 million, we're, we're going to use all the area of the Heber Park plus the area of the armory. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, gonna, it's going to really enhance the quality of life and recreation for our community. Yeah. But I don't know uh, many that that was spearheaded by Miguel Figueroa. So I don't know all the criteria. Okay. Um, yeah. Be, and you kind of like uh, pointed one of my questions was um, in how many, how many people we have in, in staff to like manpower to, you know, keep up the parks. And how do we, I mean, how do we plan on, on you know, if we're going to have this really nice uh, facility? Um, how, You're right. That's, we, I, I'm sorry. How, didn't mean to interrupt. How, yeah. How do you plan on, on you know, upkeep, making sure Maintaining that. Maintaining it, it. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be looked at. That has mm-hmm. to be considered. Uh, and that's something that I will continuously bring up. And uh, I want to push for hiring more people, you know, budgeting in our budget to have more staff Mm -hmm. to maintain the parks. And I think in a short period of time, we will be seeing some movement in that direction. We're going to end up with, if everything goes right and there are no glitches or sudden emergencies, uh, It's not much compared to other cities, but we're going to end up with a $900,000 surplus Mm -hmm. at the end of June 2020. And uh, that is quite successful considering where we were a few years back in in a big deficit. Especially, you know, what was in the news uh, recently that, you know, the employees got a little bit of a raise. Yes. Which, you know... I was, brought that up at a city council which meeting. Which was long overdue. I mean, right. a lot of those people that are working for the city, you know, um, you know, um, took one for the team and, you know, got a little... They did. So, you know, it was long overdue for them to... Right. I had brought that up that I wanted to see 
some kind of raise for all the employees across the board, all the bargaining units. And I was very pleased that on his own, he had advocated the same thing. And that was David Dale, mm. our city manager. So uh, it ended up being a no brainer. We have extra surplus, not much, but in good faith, we decided uh, to show in good faith to do something like to do that for our employees yeah. because they had made extensive sacrifices uh, in salary cuts and working overtime without pay and so forth. Mm -hmm. So you're correct. Yeah. Um, one of the concerns that people were um, uh, voicing out on the comments was, you know, that they'll go to a park here and they'll see, um, you know, empty beer cans or syringes or, you know, and it's not safe for... It's not. Um, or syringes, drug paraphernalia. Yeah. I'm very aware of that. Um, and, and you know, people are asking, like, how are they going to make sure that at okay. least this one, this one park where, I mean... It's gonna if people do go out to a park. They're well, I'm very sure that I'm pretty sure that part of that eight million point two, eight point two million dollars, part of it will be used for maintenance, and uh, so that has to be considered. And uh, but you see, everything is interconnected. Um, to eradicate or minimize beer cans or drug paraphernalia, uh, there has to be a concerted effort or a front by different parts of our city departments, one especially the police department. Now, they're suffering. We are hiring more police officers. Yeah. We're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I get frustrated like even city manager Dale, we all do, yep. sometimes at, at the slow pace that mm -hmm. that the wheels of government turn. Yep. But uh, as soon as we have more police officers, then we'll, and they're staffed and they're operating and patrolling, that will minimize uh, a lot of, of the uh, negative activity that takes place or debris or paraphernalia that, that are in the parks. Yeah. They'll be able to police at a, at a higher effective level. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the money that was supposed to come through the cannabis businesses, um, some of that money was supposed to go into like parks and uh, recreation, right? Um, was that money also going to be going uh, going to like hiring new people or just to maintain the parks? No, it would be both yeah. because uh, what you just indicated, you're absolutely right. We need more staff. Mm -hmm. We need more people maintaining the parks. One person just doesn't cut it. That's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, no matter how hard that individual works, he can't cover all the parks. Yeah in a timely manner mm -hmm. so you still have parks that grass is is high up and and water is not being shut off or different kinds of problems that can't be taken care of in a timely manner yeah 
And who suffers is our community. So I'm very concerned about the parks. I think that the city has to, it's interconnected. We need a grant writer, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to be more aggressive in writing grants. I commend Miguel Figueroa for taking the lead on this, on the Heber Park and getting the grant. That's quite a success. And, uh, but we need, I believe, a permanent grant writer. Yeah. They, um, they will end up paying their own with the amount of grants that come in. Yeah. We can pay their salary. Um, I, I think the last time we spoke, you had told me that, um, the expectations for the, you know, revenue for cannabis was, you know, way below, you know, what we were expecting. Um, where are we at now? Like, is it moving along? Is there, you know, are, are the businesses that, you know, bought, got the licenses, you know, <coughs> starting to open? What, what's the... No. Uh, I, I'm sorry to say that we are moving along, but yet not as fast as we should. And we've hit into some roadblocks. Uh, we did, pa- we did add a parcel of land to the overlay zone because this individual where he's located was right on the line of the overlay. And when we re-examined it, we thought, well, why wasn't his area incorporated to begin with? Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't a big deal to add. And he has warehouses and he has infrastructure and he has power. So he will be bringing in on a short time basis, uh, on a relatively short amount of time, revenue for us. What has happened, and I don't understand all the details or ramifications, but we're working with IID because we have hit a, an obstacle here where we don't have uh, cap- enough capacity, energy capacity or power mm-hmm. to, to have these new cannabises, especially cultivation and manufacturing, yeah. to operate. Yeah. And uh, it, in the old days, I was told by administration that IID would come in and build the substation and then we would later pay for it. Mm-hmm. Now it's reversed. They've taken a stand for their reasons uh, that uh, we have to come up with the money and buy the substation. And the substation is very expensive, yeah. $11 million. Mm-hmm. Now, IID is still, they have their arms open to the entrepreneurs and developers. They find other ways to provide power, but it's on sort of a makeshift or on a lesser level than full charge power that that we need for the whole area. And uh, so, very concerned about that. That has that problem has to be solved as soon as possible, or we will have uh, developers getting fed up and, and leaving yeah. or not wanting to come in. 
Uh, other cities face that kind of problem too. Mm-hmm. Not all, but some others do. So it's not so unique for Calexico. Yeah. But uh, I represent Calexico. I care about Calexico. And I want to overcome that problem. So, but we still are looking forward to a lot more revenue uh, this coming year. Uh, let's see, the last budget analysis we had, if my memory serves me right, I think we're at least looking. It's not as much as we had anticipated or have dreamt about, but it's going to be around for this year 700000 And that will help. Yeah, that's not bad. And that revenue goes in the general fund, and it can be used for parks. Okay. It can be used to budget and hire more people to to maintain and improve the parks. Yeah. Um, the the other biggest concern that people were having in terms of you know this project, you know we got. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but it's time to pay some bills. So here's a word from one of our sponsors. All right, so now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Eight point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, you know, Calexico's had a a record of of overspending or you know or misallocating yeah um right i mean from from my point of view um i think that this money is coming from the state so the state's gonna have some kind of they're gonna have oversight yeah so 100 percent oversight from the state or right there i i would uh comfort the citizens that they don't need to worry that that money will be reallocated someplace else or misspent or corruption will will seep in. No, no. This is a straight out state grant that has restrictions, and we have to abide by them. And it will be solely for Heber Park and the amenities that have been agreed upon. Okay. Um, do you know if if um, whoever came up with the architectural plan, mm-hmm. um, you know that's you know with those eight point five million dollars, is that going to cover you know? Um, it's the whole project. Yeah. So that, yeah. you know, that. In fact, we've kind of considered it, it might be a little more money than what's needed. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure as you're going along in a project, many times you you hit roadblocks or new areas that, or costs change. And I'm sure all that money will be well spent. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even like when you're working, doing some. Home improvements at home, you budget for You something. don't anticipate. Yeah. Within, you know, things come up yeah. that you don't anticipate. Yeah, especially now with the coronavirus, you don't know how, you know, material is going to go up or down. Well, right? that's a serious situation. Yeah. And uh, that's something that I plan on addressing for our city. Uh, I, I have some ideas and I don't really want to, share fully in detail mm-hmm. but it's something that uh, it's important that every city and region be prepared yeah. uh, for uh, sadly this pandemic mm-hmm. that that is growing yeah um so yeah that, that was uh, one of the biggest i guess one of the biggest ones was that you know the oversight of spending uh, making sure that you know that money was going to go 100 percent to Right. To the park. To the and I can stand, understand the citizens' concerns because of past incidences. Or maybe they're thinking, 8.2 million, why is it all going in one park? 
Why mm. can't we dip it up or share some of the money for other parks? But mm. it doesn't work that way. Uh, if it was just money coming out of the general fund, we could. Yeah. But this is a grant that is specific for that location for Heber Park. Mm. But it's going to be wonderful. It's mm. going to have a multi-purpose gymnasium, recreation center. It's going to have a soccer field. And it sounds funny me saying with lights. <laughs> of course there has to be lights. But I guess some fields don't have lights or yeah. I don't know. And basketball courts, uh, bike lanes, a walking trail. I don't remember specifically the amount of acres, but it's a good size. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be I mean, a if good it's going to take up that whole that, that park, whole area, that park and the about two blocks. Yeah. 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 Because uh, there's a street in between the right. the park and yeah. the, um, that building. What was it called? The one that uh, the armory. The armory. Yeah. There's yes. a, a street right there. So, yeah, it's a big chunk of land. Um, so the, the gymnasium is like it's an actual gym like to play Correct. basketball. Right. Oh, okay. And there'll be outside basketball courts too, I believe. Okay. But um, a lot of anem- uh, amenities. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people were concerned about that park by in front of the district, the one that kids used to use to play soccer. Hopefully. Oh they can- yeah, that's. I don't know the technical details about it, except something to the fact that's. Is it Gutierrez Park or across the school district? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's backed up. We've got pools of water now. Mm. It's not being used. Yeah. And we're having a little bit of tit for tat between IID and ourselves. Who is responsible? But supposedly pipeline from IID, it's a, the water's supposed to be going one way away from the park. But for whatever reasons, it's backing up and coming back out into the retention basin mm-hmm. and causing pools of water, mm-hmm. stagnant water. That's a concern. I've yeah. already addressed that with the administration about mosquitoes. Yeah. And and we call the health department in, the county health department. They take care of that. Uh, but... but the ultimate thing is it's not being used right now, and it's got to be used. We've got to fix that problem as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we you all mean, have to step up on that. Yeah. You mentioned water. Um, you know, the, in the past couple of months, I don't know if we still, we're still getting that letter because I haven't checked my mail. My wife checks the mail. Um, but we, we were getting this letter regarding our, you know, the quality of our water. Mm-hmm. Um, is Where are we at? There's that, nothing uh, to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I did a little research on my own, you know, trust but verify. Mm-hmm. And David Dale, who is a great technician in engineering and water and, and water plants and so forth, uh, reassured us that the level of that particular uh, chemical, chemical mm-hmm. I forget the name. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Name. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, is so minimum that it would have to take, if that problem persisted, it would ha- it'd have to persist for 20 to 30 years uh, at that level and you in taking it by either tap water or showering that might have some kind of minor effect on you. So it's minuscule. Uh, 
that doesn't uh, mean that we should not be concerned and correct it, which we are. And as far as I, the last word I got was that uh, they're working on it, our city is working on it, and it should be corrected very soon. But it's still something that's not, you know, it's still going on. Yeah. And the weather has a lot to do with it. But let me see if I got this right. I don't remember which, whether it's summer or winter, that causes it. And then the other season comes in and it's minimized or it evaporates. So I think we're getting close to the summer. I think it's the summer where there's not a problem. Okay. It, it goes away, and we just have to make sure it doesn't come back again. Okay. So people should not be concerned about that. Okay. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk, talk about was, um, I know we're having a car show. This yes. is the ninth annual. Right. Is, is, and then we're also having a taco fest. Right. Is it together? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's evolved and it's changed. This was, the car show has the leadership of Councilman Morris Risen. Has done the car show mm-hmm. for the ninth year. Yeah. Councilman Risen, like myself, but even more so for him because he has a down down business, mm-hmm. is very concerned about downtown yeah. and uh, promoting business and bringing community events, and that's what we're going to do. He's got the car show which is a set deal. Uh, we know what we need to do with that because it's the ninth time we're doing it. But I came up when I first became mayor, I wanted some other signature event that uh, Calexico could have other than or in addition to our wonderful mariachi festival. Yeah. And... So I bantered around with some of the officials and and, and council members and uh, finally decided on a taco fest. And uh, But to my surprise, I thought we were the only ones doing it, but that's not true. Yeah, I think uh, Brawley's having one too. Brawley, in fact, and it was just by coincidence that it's the same day this yeah. year. But people will be able to go to both and enjoy. But ours is is more extensive. Um, We are going to have a taco contest. We will have the car show going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cars will be located mainly on 2nd Street. The taco vendors uh, and place to eat will be on uh, Rockwood from 2nd to 3rd. Okay. okay. And uh, we will have live entertainment, uh, and music, all kinds of music, oldies, rock and roll, uh, Mexican music, mm-hmm. and uh, Mexican rock. And we will have also a pinup girl contest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be interesting. And we're going to uh, select a young lady to be Miss Calexico. And uh, with the car show and the taco fest, we anticipate a lot, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun event for the family. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. So 
this was my idea to have the taco fest and we talked about it uh figaro and myself and other some others and we decided to combine both and uh it'll draw more people and it'll just be a more exciting event with both these dynamics or both events yeah. uh, complementing each other. Yeah. Um, I think Heber does it where they have a car show and then they have their they? their uh, spring fest, I think it's called. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's their spring fest and they do like a zombie walk right. and stuff like that. Well, so now we're on on the same page of other cities mm-hmm. because we hadn't been doing anything mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. You know, no, no festival that, that dealt with food. Yeah. I sure miss the rib cook-off in Hopeville. Yeah. That, that was great. Yeah. And every city had it except for Calexico. So now we'll have our own. And I hope it's, I know it's going to be successful. And it's called the Mayor's f- First Taco Fest. And that assumes that every year, whoever's mayor, will take the lead and do the festival again. Yeah. So hopefully it'll become a uh, tradition. A tradition, a signature of Calexico. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes with combining with the car show. And it seems like it's going to be very successful. Yeah. And we can continue doing it that way. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, like for vendors and stuff, they can contact uh, City Hall. City so. Hall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our executive secretary director Norma, she's wonderful. Does a great job. You can contact City Hall seven six eight twenty one ten, and uh, she'll take it from there and help you out with the taco vendors. Mm-hmm. And awesome. right now we're putting out uh, the word to potential taco vendors to be a part of this. We're going to have a contest. And so it's going to be an all-day event, April 4th, starting at 10 a.m., going all the way to 5 p.m. Okay, so any, anybody that, you know, you don't have to have a, like a... It's free admission. But, like, if you want to be in the contest, you don't have to have, like, a like a taco shop, per se. You can just be, like, say, I think I have a good... Uh, sure, I believe so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, I guess anybody can go into, like, the Facebook City, um, Calexico's... City of Calexico's Facebook page and, you know. And and find out more information yeah. or call City Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is yeah. there anything else that you would like to add that we haven't? Let's didn't? see what we're talking about. Now, well, the parks were extremely important. I'm glad we were able to talk about that. Mm-hmm. The Taco Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, I feel and I. I am on the side of the community. I understand their frustrations, but believe me, mm. we're working very hard. Yeah. And uh, inside the bureaucracy of government, it moves slow for various reasons. N- no fault or intentional fault of anybody. And it is frustrating, but the point has to be made that we're moving forward. We are on a steady course and uh, we're going to see a surplus. We need more restaurants in our community. I'm pushing for that. Mm-hmm. We need more jobs. Yeah. We're going to have the mega park. 
That's going to be a new development off the 111. That's going to be huge. Uh, that's coming down the, the road for us. Uh, Grand Plaza, the last I heard, maybe it's not put into stone yet, but uh, they're hoping to bring in uh, Burlington Coat mm-hmm. Factory, mm-hmm. possibly TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Or any other big box amenity that will serve the needs of the community. Yeah. So growth is happening at Grand Plaza, and uh, they're enclosing it. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly when it will be enclosed entirely, but we're hoping before the heat, so, yeah. the summer. Uh, and uh, so on all different fronts, we're moving forward. And one of the areas that I strongly advocate and feel strong about, and we have to improve upon it, is the parks. So I thank you for bringing it up and allowing me to speak on that. Other than that, we're on a steady course, and other than that, there's not much else. Um, something that came came right now um, right. to mind um, is the census. Are you how are you guys? Um, ah, the census. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very important. Mm-hmm. Uh. David Dell had his hands full. He felt bad that he wouldn't be able to give 100% attention to that. And it's quite a learning curve, quite involved. I stepped up and said, I'll, I'll help with it. I'll be the city representative mm-hmm. for the census. So I created a committee and along with Neighborhood House and Richard Ortega and, uh, very important other entities they escape me right now but uh, we are working on it it's a county level operation it filters down to the individual cities Mm -hmm. and the census is extremely important it is important for the welfare and growth and higher quality of life for our citizens our community When we count individuals and the more we count, it equates into more money and then proper representation in our our state government and federal government. So uh, it's very important that people take it seriously. And the questions are like nine or ten. They're Mm non-threatening. Everyone, even if they don't permanently live in your household, right down to your two-month-old baby, uh, is counted. Yeah. And and they count. Mm -hmm. Just think about everybody has a positive price tag. Every individual represents another amount of money coming in to the Imperial Valley yeah. and then distribute it to cities. Yeah. So uh, it's very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have kiosks at different locations throughout Calexico. People will be getting in the mail uh, brochures and reminders of when to fill it out. Mm-hmm. And it's confidential. Do not feel threatened by the present federal administration. Uh, there is no question about citizenship and uh, in it is confidential. Yeah.
nothing will happen to you by filling out this. Mm. The only thing that can happen is a lot of positive things. Yeah. More money, better representation. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I interviewed a couple of um, guys that are working for the Census, Census Bureau. Uh, Bureau. Um, hold on, let me see their name. I mm -hmm. forget. The, um, Jose Lopez and um, Daniel Flores. Mm -hmm. um So I interview them. I so them. Um, if you guys want to listen, it's in, in English and Spanish. So those of you that are, you know, worried about the census, uh, we talked about it on that episode. You know, at the end of the day, the president is only going to get numbers, no names, no addresses, no anything. Correct. So, um, yeah, um, it's like I said, like Mr. Hodge is saying, it's really important that you, you know, get counted. Um, it means uh, that we get the correct amount of money for our schools. Right. Or, you know, for the city. Um, for our all roads, resources for our roads, mm -hmm. all kinds of areas, yeah. and we get represented represented right. at you know the state level and the right. federal level. So right. yeah, it's really important that we all get counted. Um, and if you have any questions, you know, there's a lot of people who are willing to answer your questions in terms mm -hmm. of you know the census. You know, if you're worried, you know, don't be worried. Um, don't. It's something that I, we we reiterated when we were talking mm -hmm. to, um, with the guys over there was that there is no charge for it. So if anybody is oh, trying to yeah. charge you, you know, it's, it's no, a scam. No, no charge. Just so. five minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. Ta That's yep. the amount of labor you're going to have to mm -hmm. invest, and it's well worth it. Yeah. Yep. So it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, well, thank you for taking you very much. I'll thank you for the, for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, we, we can, if we really look into it, we can see that, you know, You know the city city council meetings have been a little bit stressful. Oh, which we, means that we are collaborating. We are getting along wonderfully. Yeah. The city council, which the means meetings are, and it's not all because of me. There's different factors mm -hmm. involved, yeah. but I'm I'm proud that I've taken a strong leadership in running the meetings, and they're effective mm -hmm. or efficient at this point in time, mm -hmm. and. And uh, we're getting our business done and moving forward for yeah. the, the better good of the community. Yeah. And, yeah, thank you for, like I said, thank you for the, taking the time. Um, and, you know, my, my main focus was to ease the concern about, you know, the park, the $8.5 million, million. Right. That's understood. Because, um, yeah, like it's something positive for a community and people shouldn't, you know, you know. Here's one more area, if I may interject. Working on the pool, uh, got to have it open at least two, three months this summer and got to work on it. So we come to a point in time that that pool is open all year long. Mm -hmm. But you brought up an important point that seemed to get away with the the stakeholders that were involved in, in, de in designing and And working on the pool, and that was we got the money to build the pool, but there wasn't a lot of attention done as to, oh, who's going to maintain it and how much is it going to cost? Yeah. And so now we hear, well, there's not enough money. Well, that's ridiculous. That's a $7 million pool. It's for the community. It should be opened all the time mm -hmm. or as much as possible. And so working on that and feel good that I'm I will try all my efforts to make sure with others that I collaborate with that we will have it open this summer 
Okay, awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you guys for listening. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. All right.